Tonight on the Late Night Fright, it's the 1974 slasher classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Can you dig it? I can dig it. But can you watch it while you're eating? Yeah, I'm going to eat spare ribs while I watch The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hello, baby. Welcome, boogers, to the Late Night Fright. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very lovely co-host, the very, the very Monica Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, do you want to tell them why I just called you the very Monica Faith? Because I like to clean. Yes, and there's a, there's a bigger reason. Uh, we talked about the Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie, Murder Mystery, on the last episode, and... Mm-hmm. If you didn't hear that, please give it a listen. That's our Wolfman episode, and things got a little out of hand on that episode <laughs> with the Adam Sandler, um, I wouldn't even call it an impression, um, <laughs> stylings, the uh, <laughs> the uh, you know variations on Sandler, I guess you could call it. So then that led me specifically down the Friends rabbit hole because, you know, there it is. It's right there on Netflix for you to watch all yep. 10 seasons. And uh, I was there at the beginning. I really like Friends. I know you really like Friends too, don't you? Yes. And probably, I mean, I've binge watched it probably 25 times. There you go. <laughs> I've seen the entire run at least three times in certain We're episodes. Slacking. I'm not even going to tell you how many times I've seen certain episodes. So <laughs> it's that's what we've been doing here in Cozy Corner is we've, we've been watching a whole lot of Friends and listening to a whole lot of prints for some reason. I, I went down the Prince rabbit hole, and uh, and that's that's kind of where we are. Pretty much. It's been a good week. Pretty, yeah, very good week. <laughs> so, Faith, you want to tell them what we're talking about tonight? We are talking about 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. Yes. Or should I say... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, you like this movie, don't you? I do like this. This movie. was kind of your pick too, yeah. and we watched it on our favorite streaming service, Shutter. I, I feel like we haven't mentioned them in a while. You know, I was just about to say, see, this is because you and I are, have always been like right there together. You know, on the on the mind thing. You know, mm-hmm. we've always kind of had a mind meld. Um, we were, you know, we used to joke that we were contractually obligated to mention Robert England, the Pfeiffer, and Shutter in each episode. And I feel like we've been slacking in that department. I feel like we have. So sorry, listeners. All right, so let's just go ahead and do it. Robert England, <laughs> the Pfeiffer, Shudder. Shudder. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> so uh, it's been a pretty good week. I am looking forward to this one. This is uh, this is the feel good movie of all time, isn't it? Yeah, pretty. <laughs> this is pretty much. This is one that you sit down with a nice hearty dinner and just you know watch oh, it, of isn't course, it? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to what we're doing tonight. We are offering the citizens of Cozy Corner Faith is a thousand dollars. Wow. Do you to want do, to do what? Though? Well, I'm. I'm. You know what? I should tell them, shouldn't I? Tell them. All right. Thousand dollars to the citizens of Cozy Corner if you can watch the meat hook chainsaw scene while eating and not throw up. Can I get in on that? No. Oh. 
No, so no. Station. So win. Yeah. Uh, host. <laughs> host are not eligible for this. I'm sorry. Sorry. Do you want to quit? No. I would just like a thousand dollars. I might let you quit, and then we can rehire you after you win your thousand dollars. But that's it. Oh, and it has to be meat. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So, uh, so we ha- actually have done this contest. We're going to play you the results of it. Okay. As as the as the show goes on, but we we didn't even come up with a name for it. We need to come up with a name for it. Maybe on the break we'll come with a name for it as we get these bumpers together. So, <laughs> so 1974's very controversial, very awesome, very classic film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Go ahead, Faith. Do your best chainsaw impression. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. You kind of sound like Leatherface too. That was that was good. Like uh, a, directed a by Mister Bear. It's happening again. The giggles, the giggles are are, are happening. So uh, we're going to take a very short break, and we will see you on the other side. <laughs> I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want to let you know that we are on the World Wide Web. That's the interwebs, isn't it, Faith? That's what I like to call it, the interweb. www.latenightfright.com. And we are also on the gram. We are. You can check us out at the Late Night Fright Podcast. Or you can also follow my personal page, I'm a Normal Alien. You're not exactly normal, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Check out the website. You can subscribe to our mailing list. And if you like the show, please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. You know us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found. You got that right. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, boogers, to Late Night Fright. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we put our noggins together on the break, and we tried to come up with a name for our little contest that we mentioned, $1,000. If you can watch the meat hook chainsaw scene in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre while eating and not throw up. And you know what we came up with? Tell them. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) We came up with nothing, and we have decided to call it, Can You Watch It Without Puking? I'm not going to lie, with some of the movies we have coming up, I think this is going to be a regular feature here like on the Late Night Fright. Like can, you, can you watch it without puking? <laughs> We're going to have those results for you in just a little bit. But, uh, but uh, first, uh, we, you know, we were talking about Friends, Faith. You know, I called you Monica. Yes. Who's your favorite character on Friends, and do you have a favorite episode? Ooh, Phoebe's probably my favorite. Episode? Man, that's hard. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. I like the one we watched uh, recently together while we had dinner. We watched yes, the, the one uh, where uh, Monica's parents think Chandler smoked pot yes, with the Ross. Thanksgiving yes, um, I am very partial to Mr. Joey Tribbiani, and I like the episode where everybody finds out that Chandler and Monica are sleeping together. <laughs> I think the scene between Matthew Perry and Lisa Kudrow where they're trying to seduce each other is one of the greatest scenes in comedy history, and I'm not exaggerating that i think it's absolutely brilliant i I think i think they're good speaking of brilliant Mm -hmm. you want to get into it let's go for it 1974's the texas chainsaw massacre faith made there it is (laughs) like a goat or a cow (laughs) 
Faith, <laughs> there's some cows in this movie <laughs> I mean, too. Barn, you already know. Faith, uh, Faith made a, a point on the break. She said, you know, last week you were doing Adam Sandler, this week you're a chainsaw. You're a chainsaw. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna run with it. That's <laughs> there. It it's kind of sound like Karloff as Frankenstein too, doesn't it? So <laughs> it there it is. So this movie came out in 1974. When it came out, it was quite controversial. And I want to say this at the at the front of this, it got an R rating after they. Uh, threatened to slap it with an X rating. Mm-hmm. And he actually, Tobe Hooper, the great director at, behind this, he actually wanted to get a PG rating on this. He shot it yep. in a way to get a PG rating. And we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, more as we get into the film. But it opens up with some narration, and they tell you that this is based on a true story, one of the most heinous stories in the annals of true crime. And did you recognize the voice of the narrator? I did not. It was Mr. John Larroquette from Night Court. You know John Larroquette? I think so. And he's a native of New Orleans. Okay. He also played a Klingon in a Star Trek movie, okay. Star Trek Three. There you go. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of that, that they're, that they're trying to fool you here with this, uh, telling you it's a true story? I like the idea of them telling you it's a true story because myself, I would prefer it being a true story because I feel like it's creepier, you know? You're also weird. I know. <laughs> I know that. I said that with love, by the way. Thank you. But, you know. That we, wasn't for you. That was for the people out there who may have thought that I was <laughs> well, I was knocking on. No, no, no. no. You, you own up to that, that you're oh, yeah, a little absolutely. weird. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I just like, you know, when things are these true stories and you know that they happen, they're so much creepier to watch. So I think that, you know, it's pretty cool when they tell people that. And I think it's actually loosely based on a true story am i right loosely based on ed gein i think right. is how yes. you pronounce it that's what i and I, I i was i'm on the fence with this i don't really want to you know relay his crimes here uh wikipedia is available right it's very disturbing he would you know dig up people and make furniture out of their parts like is in this movie but do you know what i actually read about him Please do share. Let's go. We're going to go back a few episodes that we did. And I want people to know that she has this look in her eyes. She is so excited right now (laughs) about this. It's like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this. (laughs) No, but I don't know if you had, if you had read about it, but, um, uh, Buffalo Bill is, is kind of inspired by his actions because he wanted to be a woman. Yes. So that was kind of the idea of him wearing skin and body parts, you know? If if I'm not mistaken, I think it was five or six different guys went into Buffalo Bill, and he was yeah he was one of them. he was one at the top of the list. I, I think that was Ted pretty cool. That's oh absolutely, uh, I like it. I, I think uh, from a producer standpoint, it gets people talking about it, mm-hmm. especially back in 1974 when there's no internet, so people don't you know you can't right. just go look it up you know. But right. uh, I, I think it sets a tone for this and the movie is very realistic so uh with all the crazy stuff that goes on it is grounded in reality which is kind of sad and And, scary then again you don't it doesn't really have to be inspired by any true events it's kind of you know weird and creepy enough without it having to be (laughs) you know right based on true events right now i want to throw this out because and we're going to talk about this uh with our next question Mm -hmm. but this was coming off of Watergate, 
And a lot of people weren't believing things that the government was telling them. They were telling them, you know, this this is true and this is not. Mm-hmm. And I think that plays into into them saying this is a true story. So I think I don't okay. think it's yeah. a con job or right. hey, you know, let's have some fun. No, no, no. I think it serves a bigger, you know, the bigger part of the theme of this right. movie. And there's a lot of things happening in this movie because we talked about it uh, a few episodes ago. You know, art exist in the time that it was created and this is a movie of its time it has become timeless but you have to look at the time in which that these things were created to kind of understand some of the things the filmmakers were trying to get get by and we're going to get into that right now (laughs) you you made it seem like we were going to get into it at a later time wasn't that seamless Yes. That was absolutely seamless, wasn't it? <laughs> so some have said that this is an allegory for the times in which it was made. I feel like I just said that. You probably did. I think I did. <laughs> oh, and I want it stated for the record right now that uh, in the Wolfman episode that came out last week, and if you haven't listened to it, please do, uh, I did not say wedding hall reception. I actually said no, wedding reception. I didn't. Yeah. I'm starting Faith. to believe I'm like dyslexic or something. You're hearing dyslexic because or something. Because I, I read yeah. and hear things backwards occasionally. Hmm. Well, there you go. It, uh, so I did not, Faith called shenanigans on me, but I didn't make a faux pas. So, uh, some people, I'm not going to say it again. Some people think it's an allegory. Uh, Watergate in Vietnam were happening at the time. So, uh, do you see this as an allegory for what was going on? then i could see it what about you uh for the reasons that i just stated Uh with the news with you know you're not believing your government um i don't believe my government most of the time anyway so that's not a problem for me (laughs) but uh yeah absolutely and then the vietnam aspect of it yes i mean come on the meat grinder the the you know you did, did you read what um what's his name? What is his name? Uh, Tobe Hooper. Yeah, Hooper. I wanted to call him Hopper because I'm stuck on different things over here. Hooper. No, he said that um he was reacting to things around him and what he thought the future might look like. So did do you remember um the radio being on in the van? Yes. And there was like news stories. Yes. There were stories about you know buildings collapsing in Atlanta, stuff yes. like that. He thought things like that would happen in the future because they weren't happening really in the seventies. So that was a big kind of play, you know? And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think this movie is still relevant because oh, of, you know, the so fake news thing that's out there, you know, I mean, you know, that term that we've gotten to know in the past, uh, three or four years. Yeah. I, I think, you know, a lot of people aren't trusting the government. A lot of people aren't trusting the media. A lot mm-hmm. of people aren't trusting each other. And, you know, this is kind of the world of this movie, and it begins so creepily with those pictures in the in the darkness. And you said the radio stories, and, and it felt very new when I was watching it. And I watched it today before, uh, you know, getting ready. Now, I'd seen this movie. Uh, let me ask you, when was the first time you saw this? Mm, that's a good question. Years ago. I can't remember. It had been 20 years easy for me, maybe oh. more. I, this is not on my list of... You know, my go-tos. Right. This is one I go to. I respect the hell out of this movie. It's just not one I go, oh, Texas Chainsaw, you know, get all excited. Well, you know what's odd for me? It's usually the opposite with uh, with newer and old movies. I actually like the remakes better. Of of this, in, in this of series? Of this franchise, yes. And that and is usually very completely opposite that, for me. That is, and let me... But let me I've seen most, the listeners I've seen most of the... Not, I've seen yeah. what? 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to tell the listeners, like, when she says that, yes, she hates remakes. Yeah, I, I'm not like, a remake person. Like, this is not like, oh, I don't, no, 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 like, hates them. You know, yeah, I usually just, I usually watch maybe the first or second, and then I just kind of fall off with most of, you know, what's coming out with that franchise. But I've seen a few of these actually in the theater, and I liked them. And so I, I, I love this one, obviously, but, you know. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's, isn't it? That's very interesting. I didn't see the remake. Was it set in the 70s? I don't remember. It might not even be a remake, but I'm saying it's part of the, uh, right. you know, this franchise. I'm trying to remember if it was or not. I think it was, now that I'm thinking about it. It's been a while since I've seen them. Which makes sense. Um, so it's still relevant. Yeah, Still absolutely. relevant. Um, so as we said, you know, the themes, uh, they were talking about, you know, Watergate and Vietnam. And one of the things I read doing research is uh, they said that this movie, some people say that it glorifies violence against women what do you think about that? Eh. I I think it. I don't know if it glorifies violence. First off, I mean, me <laughs> and second, just against the women, the guys got it. Pretty, right. I mean, pretty good too. Wasn't the first person that got attacked was a man? Yes, so. and I'm going to go ahead and say this. You know, you usually do it at the end. Favorites that first kill, the hammer to the head. Yeah. When he comes out of that abattoir, yeah, that's what you call a slaughterhouse. <laughs> There's a Simpsons episode where Homer does a uh, hypnosis <laughs> to lose weight. And they give him a vocabulary tape instead. It's Dr. Marvin Monroe's vocabulary hypnosis. And the first word on there is abattoir. That's why I know what a slaughterhouse is. I was wondering. Yeah, the cow was slaughtered. Man, he really in the knows abattoir. stuff about slaughterhouses. There you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a whole nother life in mine that you don't know about. So I, I don't think that it glorifies violence against women. I don't think so either at all. I mean, um, I, I don't. This isn't like I spit on your grave or something like that. You know, like this is. I don't know. That one, I have a hard time. Usually I can see both sides of an argument. You know, like with Silence of the Lambs, we were talking about the sexuality of character. I can see right. those arguments. I can't see it here because it's, everybody kind of gets it. That's I was going to the, say, there are more men in this than women. And <laughs> you know, it's like, right. mean, everybody's kind of, you know, getting attacked. So I wouldn't say. Right. It's against women. Um, the final kind of theme or, or, you know, significance of the movie that they say is that some people say that this is an advertisement for vegetarianism. And famously, the director, Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo, I get, there, there it is, del Toro, uh, said he became a vegetarian for a few years after watching this movie. What do you, what do you think of that? That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to become a vegetarian after watching this, that's for sure. But, uh, I, I mean, I can kind of see where maybe they wanted to, you know, set, shed some uh, light on possibly, it. Possibly, yeah. I'm gonna because go, you know people watch movies, so what better way than putting it in a movie, you know. Right. I'm going to go with the Watergate <laughs> Vietnam thing is, yeah. is kind of where they were coming <laughs> from here. Uh, this movie, uh, just want to get this out there. I think it was made for like $30,000. It wasn't made for a lot of money. Very cheaply made. Now, how good did it look on oh, Shutter? by the way? I thought it was a little more than that. It was a little more? I thought it was in the hundreds. We'll check. We're going to check the figures in a second. I want to say like 190000 I'm going to say that. Okay, you know what? I have a computer right here. Let's, and, let's, if, and if they don't right. mind me they don't clicking, mind. Uh, <laughs> let's see if I can get to the keyboard without knocking down You can do it. You can things. do it. Because, right. I mean, you always knock down things. <laughs> so, so Faith, uh, while I'm doing this, tell them, uh, did we tell them why you're Monica? Yeah, because I like to clean a lot. That's it. That's very, it. very clean. We're just, we're just trying to take up space here. Uh, what did you say? 190? 80 
budget was eighty thousand to one hundred forty thousand, okay. so they don't really know. Made well, I thirty still, million. I still said one hundred something. Yeah, you were you were pretty right on. It made thirty million, and that adjusted is about one hundred fifty million today. So it was a pretty big hit. Yeah, definitely a big hit. Um, let's go back to where we were. As you can tell, we're a little mm-hmm. loose tonight. That's what she said. There it is. So uh, this movie, uh, one of the things that struck me about it watching it again, and I didn't remember this, it's not as gory as you think it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you think about the way the gore and violence is handled here, and how effective do you think it is? And do you think it's effective? I mean, it works. Honestly, I mean, obviously, I like, you know, I don't like too much gore, but I think it could have used some more. Uh, well, like I said, like we said, they were trying to get that PG rating. Right, but that's um, just weird. I that's actually the, see, think... See, I even made a note of that. Why mm-hmm. Why would you want a PG rating on this kind of movie? Get people to see it. That's More just strange people. to me. Right. Uh, I think the violence is very effective in this movie, and the lack of score really helps yeah. with the violence. And uh, I think uh, it not being as gory as it could be, your mind fills in a lot of... The holes. It's very disturbing, for it one is. thing. <laughs> I, I'm okay with it not being as gory as it could be. I want to just touch more, maybe. As we said, you're weird. Like, have you seen the newer ones? No, I haven't. Okay, well, they're like way gorier. Okay, I can. So imagine. maybe that you know, right. kind of ties in. Maybe I just want a little bit more because the newer ones kind of. Well, let me ask you this question: How effective do you think this movie was in 1974 when it came out? Because it's pretty. It was pretty shocking to me watching it today. Oh, I think yeah. I'm sure it, you know, there were some wet pants in the, uh, oh, of course, at the drive in. Yeah, I mean, it's a creepy movie. Not, I'm not saying it needs all this blood and, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's still creepy, but me personally, I just wanted to see a little more, you know, chainsaw action. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's like the weirdest sentence I've ever said. Probably. That is. Can you say it again? I wanted some more chainsaw action. That needs to be on our official logo. <laughs> we need to make t shirts with that. Uh, yes, we do. I want some more chainsaw action. So as I just said, it was controversial when it came out. Why do you think it was controversial? That's a good question. Would you I like mean, my answer? Yeah, I, I would. I think when you have a guy wearing human skin running around <laughs> with a chainsaw, uh, killing people to eat them, I think it's going to, you know, garner some controversy. And like I said, I think the violence is so sensational, you know, and you're filling in some, some blanks with your imagination. So, you know, they had never seen anything like this before. Right. I was watching this day going, I've never really seen anything like this before. Right. And not just the violence, the whole vibe and atmosphere of this thing yeah, is it's just, just weird. <laughs> and it looks hot. How hot does this movie look? Hot? Hot. The heat. You can oh. feel the heat of Texas <laughs> yeah. in this movie. I don't uh, think I noticed that too much, but so oh a yeah. Little bit, yeah. Oh yeah. Of course it's been hot in Cozy Corner. It's probably it's hot everywhere. I know where the listeners are. It's hot everywhere. Everyone's melting. Everyone's melting like Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end. Um, this is uh, considered to be the granddaddy of the slasher genre. Do you see that? I can see it. And this is considered to be the first final girl, your gal, Sally. Mm-hmm. You talked about her when we were talking about the Mount Rushmore final girls. Mm-hmm. And this is a trope that comes from this. A lot of tropes come from this movie. Um, do you think, can you see those tropes here? Of course. Absolutely. I think this started it. I think Halloween molded it, and I think Friday the 13th perfected it, you know, yeah. because these kids are just going 
they're on a mission. They're not just heading out to party or anything like that. Right. You know, later, you know, if this was, you know, a few years down the road, they're going to be out, you know, smoking and drinking and cussing and farting and, <laughs> you know, fornicating and doing all kind of, all manner of things in that order, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so you can see the groundwork here. And a lot of people think that this and uh, Black Christmas by Bob Clark are the, the two, you know, slasher granddaddies. I go back further to Psycho. By the way, did you get a Psycho vibe from this with the family? You did, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel the Hitchcock influence yeah. on this, you know, like I said, with the violence, the way it's handled and all that. It's, I I think it's really good. Look, I really like this movie. I just find it very unsettling. Yeah, it's very disturbing. With that said, great art. And I think this has a lot of things to say, though, about the times that it was made in and our times today with uh, a lot of different things. We're going to get some of that in after the first break here, second break, I should say. Um, but, you know, things uh, don't have to always be pretty exactly. to, to get a point across and a serious point across. And this, I really think this has some things to say. Uh, so let's talk about the booger. We didn't, we didn't, we haven't talked about him played by Gunnar Hansen. You want to introduce him, Faith? Are we talking about Mr. Leatherface here? Mm-hmm. Or Chase. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Adam Sandler should have played Leatherface. Oh my god. Uh, I'm on here with the cane now. Oh my gosh. So he is on your Mount Rushmore slashers, isn't he? Yes. And you said that I put him at number one. I remember him being at number one. We can roll the tape if we weren't so lazy <laughs> here on a late night Friday. Um whether or not he's at number one, what about him does it for you? He's so creepy. <laughs> Would you have to say more? He's just he's I need, creepy. I, I need a thousand words. Oh my gosh, no. Okay, what's creepy about him? Uh, That he chases people with a chainsaw and... Wearing a human mask, right? Right, and, you know, the family eats the people or they wear them or they make lampshades or whatever. Right, the size of him He doesn't just kill the people just for the, you know, like revenge or anything and then just tosses their body, like... (laughs) There's a business side to him, right? Do you think that's why he wears a tie... Maybe so. <laughs> it's like it's just so creepy. There, yeah, he's it's unsettling. Like unsettling is the word I use to describe this yeah. movie. It's very unsettling. Uh, it does not make you feel good. It is not like the Care Bears movie or something like that, where you feel really good after you watch it. You know, Care Bear stare. You know, yeah, him just chasing you around, like chasing Sally around. That is so un, you know, nerve wracking. It absolutely is. Like, you're like, what would you do if a guy with a chainsaw is just chasing you? <laughs> well, I told you I would I would need to change my pants. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about how it's made. Did anything strike you about how it's made? I think it was beautifully shot, uh, especially for the budget. And I like the lack of music in this, which is not something I'm going to say very often on this show. But I, know. I think the, the silence of this movie r- really contributes to the mood of it. Right. So it works what do you, what do you think well. about that? Yeah, I agree completely with you. Um, what did we talk about the? Uh, my mind just went blank. The look of this movie. Yes. Too? Yeah, I think. Anything, anything you want to talk about? Okay. <laughs> no, I. Everything about this movie, just screams seventies for starters. It screams creepy, but it like pulls that seventies documentary yeah. looking feel to it, which it's kind of gritty. The looking. true story, yeah. Yeah, it's got a little grit in it. I don't know. It's just so. I don't know inviting <laughs> because i'm weird no no i've said this about horn movies before now this one didn't it wasn't like oh god i can't finish watching you know it wasn't like that but there's been some some movies in my life where i was so scared 
and I felt like I had to finish watching it. Yes. You know, to get the catharsis. Mm-hmm. I felt that here. Exactly. Even though, like I said, I was like, oh, God, I have to see what what is going to happen. Because it had been 20, 25 years since I'd seen right. it. And I was yeah, like, wow. Uh, I absolutely, I don't want to say I loved it. I loved it, you know, because I know its place in history and, right. is, and is so well made. And there's so many articles and videos out there. They're going to tell you how he was doing this better than we can here on the show in 30, 45 minutes. But so go look those up. And I'll try to link some of those in the show notes. But it just feels so real. It does. I'm saying that that, that real element of it just makes it so good and so creepy. And, you know, sometimes at low budget, you know, they have to be creative and, and you know, do their best with what they have. And sometimes they come out looking better it than doesn't things. Even really, yeah, it doesn't even really look or seem that low budget, really. Right. Kind of the way American Graffiti, you know, was made mm-hmm. a lot of the same way. You know, he was having to just run out and get shots for not a lot of money. And you can see, not, I wasn't thinking about American Graffiti watching this, but you get that same <laughs> kind of feel, that documentary kind of feel to it. Right. You know. Um, can you see the influence of this on, on modern movies? I feel like the Coen brothers cop this movie quite a bit. Uh, that vibe that they have and something like no country for old men that Mm -hmm. has that documentary look to it. The way that Fargo starts off with, you know, this is a true story. I, I, I definitely can feel the influence in the horror genre, but I I feel like this is a Coen brothers type movie. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally agree with that. Yeah. I think there are moments here you could take away and I think people definitely were inspired, you know, by some of the stuff that they saw. I can see that for sure. Yeah, I, I just think it, I think it's great. So uh, let's let's go ahead and do favorites. Let's okay. do favorites because when we come back from the break, I'm going to offer a different analysis of this movie. I'm going to throw out some ideas if that's okay. Sure. That that are a little not so mainstream. <laughs> uh, you know, don't get scared. But uh, let's go ahead and do favorites now. Um, my, I already said my favorite kill. My mm-hmm. favorite kill was the uh, sledgehammer, and then the meat hook. I think I was that say, scene is that, <laughs> that three minutes is so well done. Yeah, uh, I really like the last shot of the movie, him with the chainsaw just swinging it in the, in yes. the sunrise, which is very uh, disconcerting. <laughs> I like the look of it. I really like the performances in this movie. Um, what do you have? Um, do you have any favorite moments besides the uh, anything that's stands out to you with Leatherface specifically besides the kills? There's a couple, uh, you know, that scene with the, uh, with the hitchhiker uh-huh. sticks out to me. There's so much, it, the movie is so visceral and just kind of attacks you, you know? Do you, do you know what I like? And it made me kind of giggle and I kind of feel bad. What's when he fell down the hill in the wheelchair? That, but when the old man was, uh, hitting Sally with a broom in the truck. Yes. <laughs> Like, I don't know why I just started laughing. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because it was gratuitous. <laughs> it was like, you know, I hope you're okay. You're going to be all right. I hope you're okay down there. And he's just and he's her with poking a her with a broomstick. Like, yeah. What? That, uh, I did like that. <laughs> I did like that quite a bit. Uh, like I said, this movie is kind of visceral, though, you know. I mean, the, the hitchhiker in the van. Like, what? That was so weird. I, but I loved every minute of it because it bizarre. was so weird. <laughs> just bizarre. The movie really is bizarre. And it can only end the way that it ends. <laughs> I know. You know, some movies are like that. Like, you know, you you don't, you know, it doesn't disappoint with the ending because this is how this movie is supposed to end. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, do you have anything else before we go to a break? I think that's it for now. Well, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we're going to take a break. But while we are on break, we are going to play Can You Watch It Without Pugin? Is that what I called it? I think so. 
it doesn't really matter. We're going to yeah. see who can watch the uh, meat hook chainsaw scene while eating a big meat dinner and not throw up here in Cozy Corner. $1,000 is on the line. No, Faith, you can't play. Oh, you can't play. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side. Faith, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, we're going to play Can You Watch It? without puking we're going to show the contestants the meat hook chainsaw scene from the original 1974 texas chainsaw massacre when pam gets impaled on a meat hook (laughs) they will be eating while they're doing this our first contestant is renowned psychic antoine duplay here we go what are you eating there antoine i have a very rare steak yeah, it looks pretty good. It's delicious. Very bloody. I was going to say, it looks very bloody. Yes, it's good. What is he doing? Look what's going to happen next. I don't have to really eat while I'm... Eat, no, you have to eat it. Okay. You have to eat your very bloody raw steak. That's... Oh, what is... Oh. There's the chainsaw. Oh, what's he going to do? What do you think he's going to do? It's... it's... You know, Faith, for a psychic, I'm surprised you didn't see that one coming. Exactly. Good point. Thank you for playing, Antoine. No thousand bucks for you. Nope. Next. That steak was very bloody. Very bloody. So next up, we have Miss Shasta Wick. She is the co-owner of Holy Smoke, Cozy Corner's premier Christian vape shop. I believe she's here with a whole hog, Faith. It looks like it. I don't see this going out uh, going very well. Yeah. All right, here we go. Shasta wakes up. Shasta, that whole hog looks delicious. Oh, it's so good. You want some, baby? No, I don't, I don't want any. It looks very rare. Wait a minute. What am I doing here? Y'all would just watch this, Shasta. Wait, what is happening? No, no. Eat eat no, the hog. No, what? I, I can't eat and do this. You've been eating Oh, on my it. God. Look What's at that. happening? What did oh, y'all look. sign me up for? Oh, look. He put her on a meat hook, oh, Shasta. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I can't eat. Dan, what am I watching? Ooh, that, that's very bloody pig you have. Ooh, look, Shasta, what's he doing? Oh, look, it's a, oh, it's a chainsaw. What's he going to do with the chain? He's, he's going to cut him up, Shasta, like a butcher. Well, Faith, we still have our $1,000. Yep. I knew, I knew how that was going to happen. I knew that was going down. Who is our last contestant? Next up is Bobby. Host of Afterglow, the show that comes on after the late night fright. That's the one. He has a Wingstay combo from Hooters. <laughs> I'm not shocked. We didn't tell him what he was going to be watching. We didn't tell any of them what they're going to be watching, but here we go. Good luck, Bobby. Bobby, do you think he can do this? I don't know. I mean, this is pretty scary, but I like that girl. She's real cute. Yeah, she's not too bad. These wings are delicious. Oh, no. Is he putting that good-looking girl up on that meat hook? He sure is. You all right? (laughs) Wow. You good? 
I'm not upset what he's I'm upset because it's a good looking girl. You are right over there. Is the chainsaw bothering you? Well, Faith, we still have our thousand dollars. Yes, we do. I want to play now. Maybe after the show. Aw, come on. After the show. I don't need the prize money. I just want to play. You'll put the amateurs to shame. You're a professional. (laughs) After the show. Fine. Can you watch it without puking? Yeah. We got to do more of these. We do. Yeah. We'll be right back. Welcome back, boogers, to the Late Night Fright. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And Faith, apparently we did not have a winner in Can You Watch It Without Puking? I'm shocked. I could have won, you know. Oh, I know you could have won. If I could have just competed. Maybe we'll let you play at the end of the show. Okay. How would you feel about that? That that sounds good. Do I still get them running? Possibly. (laughs) No. Oh, well, Um, I'm not playing. I don't need to eat meat. (laughs) You're going to play and you're going to love it. So let me throw this idea out real quick. We were talking about friends. It's kind of been a running thing through the show. Could you imagine them making this trip to Texas? Oh, wow. <laughs> Which one of the girls would be the final girl? Monica. Definitely. You think she would have made it? I think so. Rachel ends up on the hook. Yeah. Ross ends up on the table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's in the wheelchair? Joey? That's, Jean? I don't know. I think Joey would be one of the family members. He likes to eat. That's true. You know, I, I don't true. know. Okay, Chandler can go in the wheelchair. I don't want to think about the friends in this in this movie. <laughs> Scooby-Doo gang. Scooby-Doo gang. <laughs> Velma's the final girl. That's, yeah, there you go. There it is. So uh, on the break we were talking, uh, I mentioned my jewel vape pen that Faith might like to make fun of or likes to make fun of. Might like. No, it's like, like I really do like She really does, yes, because it has a USB port. But she really likes this grape flavor that I have. Mm-hmm, I do. It smells good, doesn't it? Yeah. And I was mentioning I have a cucumber flavor that's very interesting, too. You wouldn't think cucumber and tobacco together, but hey. Who knew? Desperate times call for <laughs> desperate flavors, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure Shasta Wick, co-owner of uh, Holy Smoke uh, Cozy Corners, premier Christian vape shop, is probably upset with me right now, but oh, I'm sure. that's okay. She lost at uh, Can You Watch It Without Puking. <laughs> I'm not surprised about that. I'm not surprised either. So I said before the break that I have a different interpretation of this that I want to run by our listeners and you, Faith. I've kind of run it by you a little, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little out there, isn't it? little bit but it's not totally crazy so i kind of mentioned it on the x-files episode that we did for tv tuesday on squeeze that i am a conspiracy theorist although i don't think of them as conspiracy theories because if you think of them as conspiracy <laughs> theories i can call you a coincidentalist <laughs> theorist a coincidence theorist um so i think there's some esoteric occult symbolism here I don't know that it was put there on purpose, but I see it. And it starts with the Saturn thing. Remember the Saturn thing at the beginning when they were talking about their horoscopes? Yes. Do you know anything about Saturn in mythology? Not too much. Saturn uh, is also known as Kronos, and Saturn mm-hmm. was kind of the father of all the gods and ate mm-hmm. his children. And so there's that. And what are they doing in the movie? They're eating people Mm -hmm. a lot like the military industrial complex does you know getting us into all these wars and 
sending boys into the meat grinder. And what do we see in this movie? Meat grinders. But also there is this uh, thought uh, that some of the mystery schools, and I'm completely outing myself here as a conspiracy theorist, um, in some of the things that they are in and their rituals, their occult rituals, Faith, you know this already, so this is not a surprise to you, but that they do indeed eat people, mm-hmm. and that is a running theme here. So I can definitely make that connection. Can you make that connection? Do I sound like a complete loon? No. You're not crazy. I can can see that. So one of the other things I want to make a point about this movie is that this does to me also kind of signify the end of the hippie era, uh, the peace love era, because, you know, Charlie Manson had happened. Mm -hmm. That kind of brought it to a grinding halt. And this to me is kind of the film where it's like, yeah, it's over. Welcome to the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, Watergate in Vietnam and all that fun stuff. So I don't know. Does does that sound crazy to you? No, not at all. No, but uh, I I do think that there's some uh, occult stuff in this movie, whether or not it was put there on purpose. I don't think it was put there on purpose, but isn't that funny? 45 years later, looking at it and going, wow, you can see that today. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't know anything about any of the Illuminati stuff, I highly recommend IlluminatiWatcher.com and a book called Secret Societies by Sylvia Brown. Uh, Very interesting stuff. And funny enough, a lot of this stuff has been proven to be true. How crazy. So, like I said, I don't know whether, whether you know, it was put there on purpose or not, but uh, I will now retreat into the shadows <laughs> with that. So, Faith, uh, you would recommend the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to a newbie? I would, of course I would. I would get them into some other things and then, then have them watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Funny enough, my friend Cade, who's not a huge horror movie fan, had seen this movie, and I said, he said, what are y'all doing this week? I said, Texas Chainsaw, and he said... That movie's disturbing. <laughs> and I was, I was more surprised that he had seen it. So, you told me this earlier, and I was actually shocked he saw it. I was like, what? <laughs> and had really nice things to say about it, too. He's like, oh, it's great. He goes, it's just disturbing. Yeah. And it is disturbing. I think that's the verdict on this. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Um, so we have some fun stuff. And I want to thank everyone. I should have said this earlier. We have had the best month on this show in the history of the show. Now, we've only been on since February. <laughs> And uh, this will be our first show in July. Yeah, mm-hmm. our first show in July. June was our biggest download month here. And I want to thank everyone around the world for listening to the show and the support. And please tell your friends. Get them to listen. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you tell us you got somebody to listen, we'll mention you on the air. Why not? I uh, also want to mention our friend Rebecca, who wants to be referred to as a twang tuna after <laughs> our Pat the Tuna bumpers uh, during the uh, Them episode. So. She also thinks we have accents, but these are our normal accents, Rebecca. I know what you sound like. Uh, That was another bad impression of Rebecca, and I'm sorry. (laughs) But, uh, Faith, we have some fun stuff coming up on the show, and you actually came up with this idea. I know, I can't believe it. (laughs) We're going to try to get this done this month, actually, and I think we can do it. I think we can. I think if we actually work hard, which is would be a nice change of pace for if, us here. If, if you could stop watching Friends, all I, day. well, I'm halfway through. I'm almost. I'm almost done. Give me three more days. Uh, so, Faith, go ahead and tell them what we're going to be doing here on the show. You sure you want to tell them? Well, don't tell them the movies, but tell them what we're going to be doing. Okay. Um, I had this little idea randomly that we should have themes for a whole week for our show. So, want me to tell them what we have come up with? 
Or should we keep it a secret? Oh, let's tell them. Let's get let's wet the appetite. <laughs> you know, because this was a movie about eating. So uh, let's wet the appetite. What was Monday? We have Monster Monday. Monster Monday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. Go ahead and tell. Torture Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday. We kind of we had a little toss up on this one, didn't we? We did. We yes. Did. I think we decided to do. Women of Horror Wednesday. Yeah, I'm very. I'm actually very excited about me that too, one. Me too. Thursday is what I'm excited about. True Crime Thursday, and Fantasy Friday. Yes, and we do have the movies picked out, mm-hmm. and we are going to be are doing. They are secret. <laughs> they are a secret. So those shows should be about 35 to 40 minutes. Sure. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. do five shows and release them throughout the week. And I think it's a great idea. Now I had an idea. On the way over, and you like, I think you like this idea. No, I hate it. I want to do a week, uh, sometime after we do this, <laughs> this week of faith movies. Um, I want to do uh, 80s high school movies just because to do something different on the show. I'm okay with it. So, uh, and as we said, this is our 36th show. I think we have something very fun planned for our 38th episode. And I'm going to tell them what our 40th episode is. Is your... I'm pretty sure. All right, go for it. For our uh, so next week, I'm not going to tell you what next week no. is. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> but for our 40th episode, we are going to be doing the 1931 Boris Karloff Universal Classic, Frankenstein, and Faith is very excited about very this. So that's coming up, and then uh, we're going to be continuing with TV Tuesday, and we also know what our 50th show is going to be, mm-hmm. and that one is going to be a surprise. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, but we're, we're, we've been trying to get somebody on the show because it would fit right in <laughs> with know. our 50th episode. So you never know. Good things happen to good people. We're trying our best. We're trying our best. But sincerely, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been amazing. And I, of course, I dropped something because that's what I do when we do this show. So, Faith, you got anything else? I think that's about it for me. So... Uh, sincerely, thank you for listening to the show. Continue listening to the show. It really does mean a lot. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a rating or review. It helps us get the word out on the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And as always, we want to uh, tell you to listen to our good friend Rebecca at Impasse Alchemy and to our friends Charles and Celesta at Mysterious AF. They are both a whole lot of fun, and I think you'd all enjoy those podcasts. Faith? I think that's it, huh? Well, I, yeah, we're going to sign off and we're going to see if Faith uh, can play this game. So I am Dan. <laughs> and I am Faith. And we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, a on a leash. We'll see you on the other side. All right, Faith, you wanted to play. Are you ready? <laughs> I am very ready. All right, what are we playing? Can you watch it without throat puking? <laughs> without puking? <laughs> can you go. watch it without puking, puking. while eating? Yes. What are you going to be eating, Faith? I'm eating spare ribs. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, there's no $1,000 for you if you, if you do this. That's totally fine. I just want to play and prove that I can do it. Those ribs look disgusting. Mm-mm. Yeah, this is, uh, this is not going to end well for you, Faith. All right, she's got the rib. Mm. She's you know, eating. Wow, these are so good. Do you want to try some? No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. It's just dripping mm. down. It's... I know they're they're a little they're a little you know not done all the way they're a little raw. But, uh, mm. Are you mm, gnawing on the so bone? So juicy. Mm. Oh my! You really need God, to try this. This is. Mm. This is. These are like the best ribs I've ever had. I oh could God. really actually I kind of want some potato <clears throat> salad to go into. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. What is happening to you? Yeah. 
I don't think we should play this game anymore. Loser. You should really dry one of these ribs. <laughs>